0: It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. We have a very interesting show lined up for you today. Joining me is David Bruner. David is the founder and CEO of Module Q. Module Q is pioneering a new technology, a new category, if we will, called Personal Data Fusion. And Personal Data Fusion is built around streamlined mobile apps that help on-go the, on-the-go professionals stay in control of their priorities and keep their opportunities moving. So those of you who follow me online, have read my books, or listened to this podcast know that I believe that how you use the time and attention that your customers invest in you can be the critical differentiator in your sales success and Busy people such as your customers have an inordinate number of demands on their attention only one of which is evaluating you, your product or your service for purchase and how they choose to allocate their attention, which is a part of that time will dictate whether or not you win the order or lose the order. So my guest today, David Bruner I said is building the tool to help salespeople be more responsive to buyers and give them a better return on the time they invest in you. So David, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Andy. It's a pleasure to be on.
0: So Take a minute. Introduce yourself. You know, how did you end up? Because you serve, sort of, I think you come from sort of an academic background. I mean, how did you get your start in this business?
1: That's right. So let me give you a little background. I'm a, a Silicon Valley native and uh, fell in love with computers at a young age. Uh, so I went off to Stanford and studied computer science and artificial intelligence. And while I was there, I, I read a book that changed my life. It, it was called uh, in the age of the smart machine. And a smart machine, and it sounds like it could have been written yesterday, but it's actually almost 40 years old. And it uh, highlighted a choice that that we all have to make. Who wrote the book? Oh, it was by Shoshana Zuboff, who used to be a professor at the Harvard Business School. Okay. Um, and it highlights the book highlights a choice that that we have to make about how we use technology and computers in business uh... because there's really two ways you can use the technology you can use it to monitor and control uh... workers and gradually automate their their roles out of existence or you can use the technology to enable them to do things you couldn't do before and make them actually more valuable to the business and when i read that i realized that I wanted to live in a world where the technology, where the smart machine works for us, uh, where the technology is there for the people as opposed to the other way around. And I decided to devote my career to building that kind of technology. Uh, and so I needed to learn business. So I spent a little bit of time as a management consultant uh, with the Boston Consulting Group. And then I went and got a PhD. So you're right, I'm have a, I'm kind of a recovering academic. I, I have a PhD from Harvard in a joint uh, computer science business program where I focused in on how computers could be uh, could give knowledge workers more leverage in their jobs and my focus really ended up being on information overload and it, it relates to exactly what you're talking about with customers being information overloaded now that really all professionals and, and very much sales professionals as well are continuously deluged with way more information than they can handle um, and it's just getting worse as the customers get more sophisticated and the the, uh, the products get more complex. Um, and so we desperately need technology that can cut through that information overload uh, and help professionals understand what's going on and stay in control. And it turns out that the kinds of AI technologies I was studying as an undergrad uh, were exactly the kinds of tools that you need uh, to solve those problems. And so I... After I got my PhD, I founded Module Q to commercialize the technology. Uh and we decided to focus in first uh, on sales professionals because we recognized that they're about the most information overloaded people out there. Uh they're getting more overloaded, but perhaps more importantly, when you look at the tools that have been developed for them, uh most of those tools are really uh taking the approach of monitor and control and automate. Uh, as opposed to focusing on how you enable the person on the front line to perform better, so we felt it was a great fit with our philosophy of uh, personal data fusion, which is about taking all that information that's coming at you from all these different sources and fusing it together into a clearer, unified view of what's going on around your priorities.
0: Okay, so good answer. And and I yeah, harken back to one thing you said before about. You know, technology automating versus technology enabling or technology empowering employees, and you hear this talked a lot about recently because I don't know somebody it was a Forrester Group or somebody put out a study saying that a million salespeople are, are going to lose their jobs between, or twenty percent of salespeople in the United States are going to lose their job between now and and twenty twenty, just because you know automation is going to have taken over that role that they're not going to be required. And so it's interesting to hear you say that. But I guess my my thought about that was, you know, some of that some of that is under the control of the sales rep, right? I mean, if you're unable to as a let's say consider the sales rep a channel, if, if you as a channel are unable to provide something of value to your your prospects and your buyers, then yeah, you can be automated out of existence.
1: I think that's absolutely right. And in fact, I think that's really what Forrester is talking about. And when they talk about a lot of these jobs being automated out of existence is they're looking at the order takers, at the people who are not adding any value in the process or they're even adding negative value uh, because they're such a pain to deal with that the customer would actually rather serve themselves on a website.
0: Yeah. Uh, Given the choice, right.
1: Given the choice. But as you know, uh, I'm sure much better than I do, there's a lot of products out there where they're complex solution sales uh, and there is ample opportunity for the rep to uh, help the customer um, make a better decision and solve a problem uh, more effectively uh, by bringing the right information to the decision.
0: Right. It seems like the gap that still somewhat exists, and not to get sidetracked on this, because this you'll get me up on my my soapbox, is is the willingness of the reps. Though you know, we'll focus on the sales reps uh, as a category, is the willingness them to acquire the information, the knowledge that they can use to achieve that leverage that you talk about.
1: I think that's right, and in in our mind, though, we really see it as uh, that. The people that we deal with on a daily basis or interest in our product are professionals, which means that they want to serve their customers. They want to uh, help the customer serve a problem. If they solve a problem, if they don't have uh, the right solution, they want to get out of their customer's way. Uh, And uh, so we see... Uh, you know the people that are are not willing to do that are generally uh, self-selecting themselves out of the pool, and I would guess that probably every one of your listeners, if they're if they're listening to your podcast, it means they care about these things, and they they are professionals who take this seriously.
0: Right. Yeah, because I mean, it sort of raises the question when I, when I see all these uh, new sales technologies being brought to market, and I interview you know CEOs of a lot of the companies that are that are doing it on on the show. Is that one question that always springs to mind? Is is you know can you change behaviors with the apps that you can't you know that you can't affect the same change of behavior through training? You know, is is that one of the things that that perhaps is going to come with this new generation of sales technologies that that actually it, it has a, the effect of changing habits and behaviors in a way that that conventional training never was able to.
1: So I I think that it's really hard to change the level of motivation, uh, for example, Um, and maybe some uh, really inspiring sales trainers can do it. I certainly don't think that that's something that we're going to see technology doing. Uh, But I think that what we do see is that when you bring new capabilities uh, through technology, that that often people will find, oh, well, gee, I can do some background research on LinkedIn before I go into my meeting and come in with a better understanding of who I'm meeting with, and there's a new habit. Um, And so I think uh, professionals across all categories, and sales professionals, no exception, tend to be really eager to find tools that enable them to up their game. And when they find that, usually to to adopt that, you need to change some aspect of your behavior. Uh, And I think that that's... um, People are more likely to do that when there's a tool that opens up a new possibility. Uh, because uh, if it's just a matter of uh, training, you know, some of them may may change their behavior based on the training, uh, but many will will probably have figured out how to uh, something that works well for them, and so they'll be more reluctant to change unless they really see a an order of magnitude improvement.
0: Yeah, no, I think I I think I fundamentally agree with you. I mean, I think that that yeah you know, behaviors are. If you put people on a process that that's maybe I don't know, more more enabled, let's say, by technology, as you said, leveraged, um, yeah, that you're gonna find, I think, across a broader spectrum that, that people will be more likely to jump in. I mean, I, I have one of my big issues I don't get sidetracked on is the you know, sort of resistance to sales training that that's exists, you know, throughout the the profession. Um that is, you know, quite frankly, is holding it back. Especially we go through these big transitions with the use of the more educated customer. I wouldn't necessarily call them more sophisticated, but certainly more more informed and more educated about products. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So, I guess the question and then the follow up on it. So, taking this this approach it's you know academic driven, and um, not saying that's pejorative, but you know, you, through your academic research, you know, starting a company to address this this problem. So, what's sort of the real problem you're addressing with your first product you call Rev that's out there for salespeople?
1: So it's really the problem of how do you keep deals moving while you're on the go? Uh, because while when you're back at your desk, uh, normally you have a big display, you can pull up a lot of information, you can kind of see everything, and you can kind of get stuff under control. But what we find is that when you're out and you're running between meetings uh, and you just have a few minutes between meetings, uh, the emails are piling up. You've got 300 unread emails in your inbox. Uh, one of those is an important, time-sensitive email from a customer that you need to get back to. Another one is an important question that you need to share with some of your internal resources to get an answer to, to resolve a customer question, uh, to keep a deal moving. Uh, those things tend to end up uh, lurking in your inbox until you finally get back to your desk at the end of the day, uh, or the uh, the departure lounge at the airport. Um, And so what we're giving you is a tool that helps you elevate those things out of the noise and see them in their context so that you can take fast action on them and be more responsive. Whether that's something that you can address immediately by yourself or whether it's something that's collaborative that requires uh, mobilizing some of the resources in your organization or a partner organization.
0: So does Rev work then by basically being a funnel through which information from CRM, email, sales automation tool, sales automation platform, and so on, all flow through?
1: That's exactly right. So When we talk about data fusion, what we mean is tapping into all the different data sources uh, that uh, are involved in the doing of work, uh, pulling it all in, finding the things that are related to your important opportunities, slotting those things in where they belong, and bringing them to your immediate attention.
0: And so, you know, to use the analogy, it's sort of like you're almost serving as the, the plumbing, if you will, to be able to route the relevant data from disparate data sources to what is going to be the primary screen, which I take it as going to be your mobile device.
1: At least when you're on the go, that's right. Um, and we are mobile first. We're not mobile only. So we recognize the importance of Getting the big screen when you're back at your desk and pulling it up and seeing the whole picture, and so we've got a web client for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're starting—we're we're mobile first.
0: Okay. Well, I think that that image is really important for for people listening to understand is that, and I think this we're seeing this this type of tool emerge in in you know other categories. I'll say even in the sales space or sales related space, at least people I've talked to is that. Yeah, here's this layer of intelligence that's being added that can pull data from, like I said, from all these disparate sources, and uh, not, I don't know with Rev yet, but you can tell me, is I presume there's some sort of rules that you can set that then enable you to say, okay, well this is what I need to have displayed on my, my screen, whatever screen I'm looking at, mobile or my desktop, that's important for me to keep the deals moving forward.
1: That's right. And in a sense, the biggest difference that we see is that there's tons of business intelligence vendors out there that will give senior management dashboards that show them the important information organized for them by pulling it out of all these different enterprise systems. Mm -hmm. But we're turning that around and focusing it on serving the person on the front lines.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, that's... (laughs) I had a question from somebody uh, a client last week was saying, what don't salespeople like about CRM systems? I said, well, it's because they've primarily been designed for management and not for the sales
1: reps. Exactly.
0: Okay, so this has a sales focus first. And how do they, you know, if you're a sales rep, I mean, how do you decide what it is you're going to display on your, your screen?
1: So what we do is we actually tap into these data sources and we make educated guesses about the conversations that might be important, the meetings that might be related to opportunities that you're working on and we put them in front of you to, with one tap, say yep, that's something I'm working on, keep that and keep it in this priority area or no, drop that out. Um, And so within the first few minutes of you using our app, we've actually got a grasp of exactly what you're working on and we can pull in and find the relevant things and exclude the noise.
0: And is this sort of a continuous learning process that the app goes through?
1: Exactly. So our recommendations get better and better as we learn from your responses to it. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting.
0: All right, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and talk more about Rev and personal data fusion, what it means for sales reps in this particular app as we go forward with my guest, David Bruner. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit ConnectAndSell.com to learn more about how Connect and sell can start filling your pipeline today. Okay, we're back with my guest today, David Bruner from Module Q. And so we've talked about, so you began to talk about sort of the first iteration into the market of this yes, technology you've worked on. Uh, Personal data fusion—we're calling it—and it's a platform for for sales reps, and it's important. We're going to emphasize for sales reps, not for sales in generic sense that you know managers and so on, but for sales reps themselves to be more responsive and productive with the their clients. That's right, Andy. Okay, so it's called Rev, and um, so what's the name stand for revenue?
1: Well, it's. Uh... It's revenue. It's revolutionary. Uh, it's revving your engine. Um, I know you're you're amping up sales. Yes. We're revving up sales. Um, That's my next we, book. We, okay, uh, we we felt that uh, you know, one one aspect of um, of the app is that we're we're focusing it on. Uh, revenue professionals, because we feel that there's a lot of people who sell uh, who often, uh, for whatever reason, aren't aren't titled as a as a salesperson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was part of our choice for uh, for calling it Rev. Um, but also the idea that uh, we want you to be able to focus on more strategic problems, uh, higher level problem solving, instead of wasting all your time on uh, tedious administrative tasks of tracking an email or making sure that somebody got back to you about something or dragging things into folders so you can find it. We want to take care of all of that for you using our intelligence so that you can focus on, okay, what's the uh, information that I need to provide to this prospect to most efficiently help them get to a decision to move the deal forward?
0: So let's talk about that for a specific instance. So give an example. Do you know how that that works?
1: Sure. So uh, Part of it is you know, since we're uh, scanning your, your email uh, and your calendar uh, and CRM records, we're able to match up things where they belong uh, so that you've always got the current state of play for any given deal. Uh, And when you share something with a colleague requesting assistance with it, we're tracking that conversation and whose court the ball is in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can see that you've got something outstanding and you need to make sure it comes back and you can ping them about it. You can, going into a meeting, check where all the conversations are. Um, And so you don't need to... Uh, go digging for emails or trying to find uh, what what happened, who who was the attendee on a meeting three months back? Because all of that's been automatically pulled in and organized for you.
0: Hmm. I'm just trying to think about it from then from the sales rep standpoint and say, okay, how do they know sort of what information the customer needs, the buyer needs on this next. Call, right? We're starting to do planning on how's it extracting that and helping with maybe the context or the insights or the questions they should be posing at that point in time.
1: So our job is to pull in the information and organize it for you and keep track of who's involved so that you can figure out the hard part, which is what you just asked. Mm -hmm. So our goal is not to make the to, to get rid of the rep or or to uh, answer all the questions for them. It's to take care of all the low level organization and administrative tracking and prioritization so that you can see at uh, one level up what's going on. It's like being a general on a battlefield. We're not gonna tell you what your strategy should be, but we'll make it very clear where the enemy battalions are and what options you have.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. All right that that's that okay, that's 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 clever. Interesting. So what we're basically saying is we're clearing away the crap to enable you to be more focused and present with the prospect to help them solve the task they're trying to solve.
1: That's exactly right. We're trying to take all the tedious administrative stuff out of your way so that you're not wasting time on it. And really, most sales professionals, in addition to being a sales professional, they're being their own administrative assistant. Right. Right and that's a huge cost on their time and productivity and not only that when you're on the go you don't have time to check that and so i think the the responsiveness um aspect uh, that, that you often talk about, the, the need to immediately follow up on a customer email. That's really hard if that customer email is 290 emails deep uh, in the pile of things that came in while you were running between three meetings. You're probably not going to see it until far beyond the threshold for for a timely response. so uh, We surface that and bring it immediate to your immediate attention because we know if it's an email from your champion on one of your opportunities, it's something you need to see right away.
0: So I understand how you can correlate it to stages. How do you know, let's say, they're a champion on an opportunity that's, you know, hasn't risen to you know, a certain level of probability on the, the forecast?
1: So we work with the end user to determine these things because okay. we can't read your mind. We right. can tell, for example, that you have more email correspondence with one person than another in the account, um, but uh, yeah, we're not going to know... Uh, for example, who the who that critical executive sponsor is, who maybe isn't quite as quite as actively involved, but you can tag them, and when you tag someone as a champion, then we know that. Got it. Okay,
0: clear. And that could be a, you could pull that tag from from their CRM system as well. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. All right. Very cool. Well, I'm, everybody listening to the show, I'm learning along with you as we as we go through this because this is something brand new. So. Is there anything else out there like this now? I mean, the only thing I've sort of seen is, uh, and you'll have to tell me whether it's similar or not, is uh, Spiro.
1: Um, oh, so so Spiro um, is uh, is the app, I think, that uh, can give you a kick in the pants to, to go and, and make a phone call. That uh, well, I think that's one
0: of the things. But I mean, um, from a overall positioning, it, it sounds like there might be some overlap. But I mean, again, I'm not, uh, since I haven't seen yours in action, I don't really know.
1: So, I think there's, there's a lot of folks that are um, working on ways to try to help a, a sales rep get their information together better. Um, our perspective, and this is one that, that uh, uh, made me really excited uh, to, to read your books, is this perspective of narrowing down the information that you look at so you're not getting distracted by the junk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our sense is that uh, there are a number of products that do that in other domains. Um, but in sales, most of the products that we look at amplify the noise instead of reducing it and helping you focus and prioritize. Very,
0: very interesting.
1: Um, and so I would give you, as, a, as my favorite example of, of uh, personal data fusion, is the way that uh, your phone sometimes will tell you, uh, leave now for your meeting uh, because traffic is heavy and if you leave now, you'll be on time. Um in order to give you that very simple focused insight that, oh, gee, if I'm going to be in time for my meeting, I'd better get out the door, they're fusing together data from your calendar, uh, from your GPS location Mm -hmm. sensor, uh, from traffic sensors, from from Waze or something, right? Exactly. They're putting all those pieces of data together and fusing it into a single, simple, high-level insight that Sometimes it's actually not quite, they don't get it exactly right, but sometimes it saves, saves you from an embarrassing, uh, walking into a meeting late. Um, and so that's, we see that as the, so the essence of personal data mm-hmm. fusion is mm-hmm. taking all this data and boiling it down to one insight. And so for example, when you see the badge go off on Rev, you know, oh, it says 200 unread emails on my mail client, but there's one of them that's actually important and related to a deal, so i better go check it right now.
0: And Rev will tell you there's one important one.
1: That's right. And then we're following all of those threads that are related to your deals that you've expressed interest in, so when there's an update, we let you know right away.
0: And does and does Rev then serve that one email out of the 200 up to you?
1: Absolutely, yes. It's all about surfacing it out of the noise. And one thing that we've, we've seen um, pretty frequently is uh, tools that Um, give you another copy of your inbox Um, and what we found is that most sales professionals really don't particularly like to see their inbox because it's so (laughs) overwhelming Um, and so you will still look in your inbox when you're using Rev because there will be important messages uh, maybe internal messages that aren't deal related uh, showing up in in your email and you're going to check those in your inbox but in the three minutes as you run between meetings and you need to see the the time critical customer email, so you can be responsive. That's going to show up in rep first.
0: Yeah, and I like the fact that that it's going to show it to you as opposed to say you've got one in your your inbox. Go find it. It actually brings the email up to you, which is very important. Exactly. Um, excellent. Okay, so who's the product really intended for in terms of your ideal client profile? I mean, who's is it going to be bought individually by the rep, or it's going to be you know corporate sales that you're doing?
1: So it is for frontline teams. Uh individual reps, frontline teams, first-line managers. It's for the people who actually are really close to the sales process and are committed to taking the roadblocks out and taking the Uh, the administrative headaches out so that the frontline folks can sell more effectively, can mobilize their resources better. Someday, of course, we anticipate that we'll be doing enterprise sales because if all the teams are using it in a given organization, uh, we'll probably uh, get a phone call from uh, from the head of IT. Um, But we're not going to them because we don't want to be distracted from our mission. Uh, They will start asking us for all sorts of Management, monitoring, and dashboards, and we want to stay very focused on serving the front line, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the approach that we've seen taken by uh, some of the the companies that that we really admire, like Expensify or Evernote or Box, uh, that are really focused on giving the frontline user a great experience.
0: Okay, so somebody listening to the show, how do they know whether they're a prospect?
1: Uh, So if you're doing complex solution sales, uh, either as a a frontline rep uh, or a frontline manager, and you are inundated with email, and you uh, occasionally miss something, and it costs you revenue, uh, and you want a tool that will help you not drop the ball, uh, we've got a tool for you.
0: And it seems like that includes your customer success team as well.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And that's an area that we've got a lot of interest from. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's part because that's a lot of the selling happens there now. Well it uh, does. For I mean actually who are most familiar with the customers' needs.
0: Yeah. Well I think in the SaaS space it's the majority of revenue now it takes place in the, the customer is driven or generated by the customer success teams. Um, and it seems like they're the ones that even more so than the account execs or the account managers or the CSMs are actually gonna be in the meetings where they're there are more meetings uh, during the day than perhaps account execs would be. And so this this really becomes important, I think.
1: Yep, I think that's right.
0: Okay. So, last question about this before I move on to the last segment of the show is so, where do you see this personal data fusion sort of evolving as you guys see it within the context of Module Q and the things you want to do?
1: Well, for us, um, you know, sales professionals, revenue professionals um, are, uh, a, uh, are the first uh, group of people that we want to serve. Um, But there's a lot of people out there, a lot of professionals suffering from information overload uh, who may not be in a revenue-generating role. They may be in a uh, vendor management role. They may be in a project management role uh, or product management. Um, They may be uh, in legal or financial services. And so uh, ultimately, we believe that um, information overload is... uh, Along with privacy and security, it's one of the top problems of the knowledge economy. It's uh, McKinsey estimates that it costs us a trillion dollars a year or more in lost productivity. Uh, and people so, people looking for information, looking for information, uh, or, or looking for what's important, sorting organization, trying to find stuff that they what? misfiled. The whole thing of you know what you do when you've got information coming at you from all sides in a volume that's larger than you can handle. Um, and so we want to solve that for uh, all professions, not just for, for revenue uh, and sales professionals.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, the whole thought of, of yeah, if you could go through your day, and I, I'll have to try it because <laughs> the, the helped us get me on the product because, yeah, I suffer from this as well, is being able at any one point in time to have somebody cue me as to what's important that I need to act on
1: be really important cue you as to what's important, and then to follow you around, keeping all that information organized and collated so you can find the information you need is at your fingertips. And then when you need to share some of it with someone, you can share the right information at the right time with the right person to mobilize them.
0: Yeah, that, we didn't even get into that. That's a whole other thing I think that I like that you talk about, is how you can package up these information sets and share it with people.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right, so... Um, Thanks for that. We're going to give you a chance a second to tell people how to find out more about you. But first, we've got some standard questions I ask all my guests that I'm going to subject you to. And sure. the first one is, is a hypothetical scenario. You've just been hired. You, David, as a new sales leader at a company whose sales have uh, sort of flatlined. They've stalled. They need to be get unstuck. And the CEO is looking to you to make that happen as quickly as possible. So your first week on the job, what two things could you do that would have the biggest impact?
1: Uh, well, I'm I, I'm I'm afraid to, I, I read your book Zero Time Selling, and so I'm I, I may be uh, my thinking may be a little bit influenced by that. Um, but I'd want to know where my leads are coming from, mm-hmm. uh, and I would um, you know I'd be very interested in whether there are leads that we're dropping uh, or leads that we're not responding to uh, quickly because. All of that, if you can, uh, if if you can, drop fewer leads. If you can follow up leads faster, that goes straight to increased sales throughput. Yep. Um, and um, I'm. Uh, this may come a little bit from my uh, my background as a recovering academic, um, but. Uh, but I, I, I'm probably going to want to spend some time with some of our best customers uh, and maybe some of our least satisfied customers or or recently departed uh, customers to understand how they're experiencing the process. Um, and uh, I don't know if that would pay off in the in the first two weeks, but I think it's something I probably wouldn't be able to keep myself from doing.
0: Oh, I, yeah, you're not expecting that necessarily the payoff in the first two weeks, but definitely you'd want to start those actions. I agree, 100%. I mean, it's it's. Uh, you're never going to find 100% of the solution inside the office. It's always going to be with the customers, right? So, good answer, good answer. Okay, so a um, couple rapid-fire questions for you. You can give me one-word answers. You can elaborate if you wish. And this be an interesting one for you as a CEO of a startup. You know, When you have to go out and sell, what's your strongest sales attribute?
1: Um, Well, I guess I think it's listening. Uh, and maybe that also comes from the uh, the researcher background but you know i i'm building this product because i really care about uh... building a world where or helping create a world where the smart machine works for us and to do that i need to understand whether my technology fits with the needs of the person that i'm taking it to and if it doesn't i really don't want to waste their time
0: mm-hmm. excellent okay so who's uh, your sales role model
1: well, um, I think actually it would have to be our CRO um, because uh, our, our CRO, uh, Sherry Harmon, um, I, I hired because she has taken many disruptive enterprise products to market. Uh, and I've spent a lot of time with her. And one of the things that she's told me repeatedly is, you know, David, I actually, here I am a sales leader and I don't believe in selling. I believe in helping a buyer sell, solve problems. right. And to me, that approach just made so much sense that uh, I, I think um, you know I'm not a sales professional by training, and so I I don't know the uh, uh, the sort of common role models out there uh, for sales professionals. But uh, she certainly has been an inspiration for me as I've learned to to sell and as I've gone out uh, to understand the sales profession.
0: Excellent. Okay, so one book every salesperson should read.
1: Now that is. Uh, is a bit of a tough one, but I actually think, um, you know, Aside from some, from all of yours, I'm I'm going to recommend <laughs> Daniel Pink's book
0: to sell as human. Um, you can to recommend mine. You human. can recommend mine too. It's always good. To, <laughs> always good to have the host ego stroked occasionally. So, uh,
1: I, I I certainly um, appreciated Zero Time Selling. One of the things I appreciated about it was that it told me to go out and buy buy a bunch of other books, um, right, uh, and read those. Uh, but but I think what I Liked so much about uh, Daniel Pink's um, book was his observation that you know really all of us, mm-hmm. uh, whether we're sales professionals or not, um, go through our day and our life needing to. Uh, get others to understand our point of view or uh, motivate them to help us. Certainly as an entrepreneur, my job is all about getting people to understand my vision and uh, uh, figure out whether, whether it's something that, uh, that they'd want to get involved with and, and would want to support. And so the idea that selling is actually really a very natural activity, uh, selling in the, in, in the sense that, uh, that uh, Sherry talks about as, as solving problems uh, together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think I'd recommend that one.
0: All right. No, it's a great book and I, you're right that's sort of the, the fact that lots of us pull out of it when we read it, read it is that well I think it was fully three quarters of knowledge workers in the United States self-identify as saying that sales are, as you said, you know helping to persuade somebody to help them or convince them to buy their point of view is part of their daily job. So um, what music's on your playlist right now? What are you listening to?
1: Uh, well, I am a rock and off fan. Um, mostly classical music, I, mm-hmm. I'm afraid, uh, but uh, variations on a theme of Paganini.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, and, uh, some of the piano concertos, uh, and then Vivaldi. Vivaldi,
0: okay. Four seasons, much any all that.
1: Vivaldi there. concertos.
0: Yeah, okay, excellent. So, last question is, you know, when you're out, sort of evangelizing your vision, what's the one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople?
1: Um, so. The question I, I think we get asked is how, how can you, how, how can you or how can you manage the um, so the, the privacy around this? Mm-hmm. Um, you, gee, this is connecting into my email um, and uh, and my calendar, and you know, what if there's something in there I don't want surfaced?
0: Right, and the answer is
1: um, the answer is really simple. Um, we're there for the rep, so we don't share anything unless you choose to share it.
0: Love it. Simple simple answer. <laughs> you can't ask for anything more direct than that. That's perfect.
1: Well, uh, with something as important as privacy, I think you need a simple answer.
0: Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, David, I want to thank you for being my guest today. So tell the listeners how they can find out more about uh, Rev and Module Q. Uh,
1: well, uh, the best thing to do is to check out our, our website, uh, which is Rev for Sales, uh, RevForSales R-E-V-F-O-R-S-A-L-E-S uh, dot com. Uh, revforsales.com and uh, you'll find a link there also to uh, our app on the App Store uh, if you'd like to uh, take it for a spin. It's uh, I- iOS only at the moment. Uh, we are uh, starting to uh, to work on the Android version uh, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on the product.
0: Okay, great. Everybody should go download that, take a look at it. So, thanks David for being on the show. Thank you, Andy. And remember, friends, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And an easy way to do that is to make this podcast accelerate a part of your daily routine, whether it's on your commute, in the gym, or make it a part of your morning sales meeting, because then you'll make sure you don't miss any of our conversations with top business experts like my guest today, David Bruner, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks for joining us, and until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.